What's up, everything? With Darren Drager's breaking report that the Blues have told Alex Petrangelo to pursue unrestricted free agency, the narrative for this episode has shifted dramatically. We'll break down what it means and what it doesn't mean. So let's get started and let's go Blues. Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode, I don't even know what, 145, 146, 143, it's been a long time of the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Friday, September 18th. It has been a long time for us on the podcast and on since our last episode. You traveled to Memphis. How was that? How was Memphis, Ian? That's great. It's got barbecue, which I did not eat. Well, so, seems I'm, like you failed Memphis. No, yeah, no, nothing against nothing against Memphis barbecue. We just didn't need it. Uh, they have the Cardinals AAA team yeah, there. That's that's, true, that's, that's isn't great. Playing right now, yeah. so second swing and a miss. They that's have a uh, they have a USL team there, I believe. Uh-huh. Probably also not. Yeah, probably <laughs> exactly. not. Uh, so sad. And they have the Memphis Grizzlies. There you go. Who are no longer in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you're back. I uh, wish we had something more exciting to talk about, but there's no point beating around the bush. Uh, news broke, I would say, about an hour before you arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a few hours now that uh, we are recording, but uh, that Darren Dreger, who I will preface this by saying my least trusted of the high-level of, of, yeah. of the trusted hockey men, yep, yep. smart insider men, uh, but he says, and also the most likely, by the way, to just take whatever an agent says and report it as fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he <laughs> reported, sources say contract talks between the St. Louis Blues and Cap- Blues captain Alex Petrangelo have broken off. The team has advised Petrangelo to pursue unrestricted free agency. I like how they say that he's, they've advised him to do that. As if, like, if they didn't say yeah. that, he'd be like, oh, I guess I'll just sit here yeah, then. I guess I'm just unsigned. Uh, Darren added further, just spoke with Petrangelo, who says contract talks haven't gone the way both sides were hoping, and unless something changes, it's in the best interest for both to see where the market looks like on October 9th. It's funny to me, this concept, by the way, that he's going to wait till October 9th mm-hmm. and then magically find out what might be out there for him, <laughs> like he's not currently speaking to waiting. Kyle Rubis's camp. <laughs> Don't talk to me until October 9th. I, I mean, got some things to yeah, think about. At least the in, in uh, NFL, I think, it's like openly has a like An actual, a period like, of like four time. days before free agency is official mm. to justify that everyone signs at like one o'clock on free agency day. <laughs> uh, but I love that the NHL pretends. Jeremy Rutherford has added uh, the Blues' current offer is $7.7 million AAV, but Petrangelo has been asked to accept the AAV without knowing the structure of the deal, which, if that's true, and I trust Jeremy Rutherford, is banana sandwiches. That's extremely shady. That's weird. And uh, he also added, I just hung up with some Blues captain Alex Petrangelo. He believes he's headed to the market. But he has not ruled out a deal with the Blues. Darren Drager reported that sources tell him the talks have broken off and the Blues have told Petrangelo to pursue free agency. Well, that's a lot. There was already a fair amount to cover this episode. And now we got this. 
Um, <laughs> Thanks for nothing. You know, this... I don't know. There's part of me that's like, are we anywhere different than we were a while ago? And I think the difference is I was actually still pretty confident that he mm-hmm. got re-signed, and now I'm like, huh, I guess it might not happen. Your thoughts first. Yeah, I started to swing that way. I think even, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before, I was definitely like, yeah, you'll probably, probably resign. They'll figure it out. They're, they're not happy with each other right now, but eventually you look at your phone, you know, and all of a sudden it says, Alex Petrangelo signed for $8.5 million AAV for the next eight years. And you're like, oh, that's a lot, but you know what? Oh, well, you know, good, good to have that out of the way. And it appears that we kind of got that news, but in the opposite direction. Alex Petrangelo, no longer going to be a St. Louis Blue. See you later. Um, fine. That's fine, right? I'm very, I have very mixed emotions. I am not destroyed by this news that Alex Petrangelo is leaving. I don't, and in the same breath, I also think other people on Twitter should be more destroyed by this news. I, because they seem to be taking this very lightly as if we're not losing our captain our our number one defenseman, like our cornerstone in the back, uh-huh. and that somehow we're just gonna everything will be a okay. I'm okay with things not being fine, uh-huh. but I think other people think things will be fine, and they will not enjoy it when they find out that it will be the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts. Uh, so feel many free thoughts. To break in at any time. The thing I am not at all worried about <laughs> is losing the captain. You just see yeah, yeah. on somebody else's jersey. That's yeah. that's how that works. Yeah. The captaincy, we've done this before, but utterly meaningless to me. Completely insignificant and pointless mm-hmm. in my eyes. Uh, just kind of an empty, fairly empty uh, ceremonial. Thing. I was like, a fun little tidbit that you can look up on stats pages yeah. and be like, oh, I didn't know he was the captain of whoever for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. On the other hand, uh, very concerned about losing, I would say, your most important player. So I don't like a lot of the people that I've seen him comparing this to David Backus in a number of ways. I've seen some people say, well, we moved on from David Backus and that was fine. Everybody saw what Backus became, so this <laughs> makes sense. And then I've seen a lot of people saying he's let two captains walk in four years. Is it four years? five years, whatever it's been, he's got to die, referring to Doug Armstrong. And neither of those is true. They have nothing to do with each other. David Backus was clearly diminished by the time we let him go. Mm. We gave him a very fair offer, and he wanted one more year. And he got one more year from someone else, and look how that worked out. So nothing wrong there, nothing to see there. Alex Petrangelo, not diminished at all, in my opinion. Um... I don't think he's going to diminish anywhere near at the rate of, of a guy like Bacchus. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> if he's offered $7.7 million and told not to look, not to just to sign it, not to know what the structure of the deal is, then he's not being offered a fair deal. That's nonsense. Now, there's been some conflicting reports. Andy Strickland said um, that there's more going on, but I don't trust <laughs> Is that literally all uh, he said? He I believe said, it. He said something like, uh, <laughs> don't knows? trust all the reports that you see. And like to say that they've lowballed him would be unfair. Uh, well, he's got a... The, or, uh, who is this again? You just said his name. Andy Strickland. Andy Strickland likes to uh, 
to suckle at the teat of the blues, though. So, you know, the minute someone falls out of favor with them, he's got to start being like, well, you know, he wasn't very good to begin with. So it's like, I don't really trust you, Andy. You're not one of my top trusted blues hockey men. Yeah. Um, but listen, I mean, this isn't a good development if you are one of the uh, people who believes that the blues should keep Alex Petrangelo. Um the uh, Strickland tweet said, The numbers being tossed around for Petrangelo are significantly higher than what's being reported. Told an offer was made as recent as last night to assume the Blues are disrespecting Petro is probably unfair. St. Louis remained hopeful he stays a Blue. Um, and then he added, Really a shame and kind of sad it's gotten this public and has it come to this with three weeks to go before UFA. Um, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't ultimately believe that Jeremy Rutherford is wrong about the number and that mm-hmm. Andy Strickland is right. But that's just me. That's my bias. I recognize that I'm biased and flawed, too. So, um, Albert Pujols passed Willie Mays on the all-time home run leaderboard. So, you know, that's a, that's a separate that's thing. A, that's a positive. Uh, but in any case, here's my overarching thought. If Doug Armstrong has somehow convinced himself that he can let Alex Petrangelo leave in free agency for free, fine. But you better have a plan. Mm-hmm. And it better not just be, we've added Billy Huso to this team, yeah, this and team. this is the team next year. It's got to be better than that, Doug, because you cannot... This team... Without Alex Petrangelo and with no Vladimir Tarasenko, very well might miss the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people out there are going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. But look at how bad they were in the bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, that's a separate thing. I get it. But it's not that separate. It's not totally separate. That's still the same team, you know? I've always thought that the team that was real bad before Gloria and Bennington mm-hmm. uh, in the cup run is essentially the team we have now, you know? Mm-hmm. But the team... So you can't tell me that they can't be bad. They've proven they can be bad. Uh, so I just... If you think you can walk away from this guy, I have a lot... I have very high faith in Doug Armstrong for knowing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he better know what he's doing. Because if you let Alex Petrangelo walk... And then you go into next season, and then you lose, and you're not good enough, or you get a bounce in the first round. That's when I do talk about, like, oh, maybe we should move in a different direction from Doug Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, right now, because we don't know where all the chips are going to fall, I'm laughing at everyone saying we've got to fire Doug Armstrong, because it's preposterous. His team won a cup last year. Mm. He built the team that won a cup last year. And also, most importantly, because we don't know what the plan is. What if the the Toronto Maple Leafs have two first-round picks? What if one of them has offered... What if they've offered one of them for Petrangelo's rights? You don't know that. You don't know if they have, you know? And if they have and you really can't re-sign them, then maybe that's why this becomes public now. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you don't know what his alternatives are. You don't know what trade negotiations he's had. You don't know anything. And I don't mean you. I mean the, the royal. I mean, I don't know. We. I don't I mean, know. You anything also either. don't. I don't have people. But at least you don't claim to online. <laughs> so, I, I will begin to, though. Everyone uh, yeah, does. Yeah, perhaps. Everyone, yeah, everyone can get away with it. I, if Petrangelo leaves, I feel bad for um, Colt Pareko because I think he, I, I personally think he's going to be a little in over his head. I could be wrong. He could prove me wrong. But to be a number one defenseman with the Blues. And I feel really bad for Justin Falk, because Justin Falk was already Ooh. getting the Eric Brewer treatment. Now he's going to really get the Eric Brewer treatment. Well, now he will be the reason we lost. Yeah, exactly. They're like you, And it's like, yeah, of course he's, you know, we can get all that aside, but it's like, of course he made all those, you know, he signed his name, he's making money, it's what he wants to do, it's not his fault. It's Doug Armstrong at that point, it's, you know, poor management, but it's still like, I feel bad because people are like, oh, see, he sucks. And it's like, uh, yeah, but just... Leave the poor man alone. He just took the money he needed to that was offered to him. It's, you know, it's a Doug Armstrong decision at that point. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you look at losing Petrangelo. I just can't believe that people are like, it's just one player, you guys. It's just one player, you know, out of like a roster of, you know, 23 active players at any given time. And like, it's just one guy. And I'm like, it's not just one guy. This is like essentially as close as you can make it to like losing your quarterback in football. It's like, yeah, it is just one guy. It's your most important guy though. Yeah. It's, I know it's not flashy. I get the dude's not like Eric Carlson or whatever, but he gets 40, 50 points. He plays the most ice time of anyone on your team. Uh He's out there in all situations. You're losing a huge piece if he's gone. And again, like I said, it's for me personally. And I think I'm just reiterating what you said. Fine fine but don't subtract them and just go okay well i think we're good i think it's pretty much a net positive it's a zero you know zero sum we're good it's not like he existed on the team i think that's what people are i don't think anyone's gonna claim to say that's exactly what they're saying but i think they're saying stuff pretty close to that where it's like guys it's fine if he leaves it's fine it's like i I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. I'm also willing to accept that it's not fine and that we might just be, you talked about before we recorded, we might be a bubble team, you know, bubble, pandemic bubbles excluded <laughs> uh, for the playoffs just because we've been that before. We've been, we've looked like that before without Petrangelo and we've had additions like Shen and O'Reilly, but they're not on the back end. They're not playing 25 plus minutes. They're, it's just, it's different. It's different. You can't. And, you know, much like the Bacchus captaincy thing, too, that aside, he's also was like your second-line center, an aging second-line center. And Petrangelo, I would like to believe, was going to age like fine wine. And, you know, even though he's going to be 30 or is 30, um, that he was going to be fine in the long run. And I kind of hoped we were going to shell out a little bit of money for him because he deserved it, I personally think. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, the end-all, be-all of it is... Were you willing to pay like let's say like eight point five million for the next eight years to essentially keep your cup window open for let's say the next three or four years, yeah. and then and then you eat it. I mean, then you eat it the next the, the next four years. But we talked about it in last podcast too. A lot of your other contracts are up at that point, and you're probably a team that's sort of on a at very least a soft rebuild at that point, anyways. So it sort of just lines up with what you're planning to see your team be in four or five years. Mm -hmm. So it does kind of bug me that 
he's not slamming the window shut, but you're you're closing a little. It's 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 down a bit. If you lose Petrangelo, you that's what makes me think, and I hope kind of like what you're saying that he has some sort of plan because I'd like to prop it open for a little bit longer. Again, I'm not saying we're an awful team without him, uh-huh. but we're not the same team. We're not as good a team without him. So do something to get us back to that level. Um, I kind of look forward to that because I feel like if we have a little bit of that cash there, maybe we're doing something funky at the draft. Maybe we're making some trades as we have some space. Don't use this money, please, for the love of God, to just re-sign other old dudes. For, please don't lose Petrangelo to then make more signings, like signing Jane Schwartz for a long-ass time. They will, too. I know that they will do that this summer. That'll be, like the, that'll be the answer, I feel yeah. like. I think, <laughs> this is the answer to losing Petrangelo. I think people are underestimating how massive an overhaul this defense has had in the last since the cup. Mm-hmm. And if you lose Petrangelo, our defensemen in the playoffs when we won the cup mm-hmm. were Petrangelo partnered with Gunnarsson most frequently, healthy Gunnarsson, which is gone. That's yeah. gone now. I mean, it was mostly gone. That was kind of a miracle run. That even existed for that long. For the playoffs, yeah. right? But uh, then Pareko, Bo Meester were your shut, shut down. Man, I forget about Bo Meester, and it makes me so going, sad. Yeah, but also, Pareko has not looked the same without him. Mm-hmm. He's not just a shutdown defenseman without Bo Meester. And you had Dunn and Edmondson, and Edmondson's gone, and Bortuzzo is older and was mm. never good in the first place. <laughs> You've added... <laughs> Scandella and Falk, who are both fine NHL defensemen. The problem is, this is a team that is built on its defense, coached by a coach who only knows defense. (laughs) Not because he was a defender, but just because he plays that kind of Ken Hitchcock-style, very unimaginative offense. Mm -hmm. I know he emphasizes shot selection, but he do, he doesn't find creative way to, ways to get those shots to places, and he doesn't have creative players to make that possible. The defense next year, what I don't know what it looks like without Petrangelo. I guess it's Pareko on the first line with Scandella with, I mean... Done? Pareko done? That, the, left, that left side's looking rough. Perunovic, if he's ready... But he's not a first uh, he's pairing. Like, he's like definitely on your third Mikola, pair to start. Like, that left side, which I, granted, Petrangelo isn't on the left side. Mm. But the left side looks a lot better if each of them has a former all-star on the right side. <laughs> and, um, which I think Pareko has been to an all-star game. But at the very least, the other two have, and Pareko is that caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just, you don't know what the team is, and... Like you said, you can't just you can't just re-sign Jaden Schwartz and say, "See, you know <laughs> that's what the money was for." Be like, got, oh, it's not for that. I mean, if he's if if Petrangelo walks, you've got to make waves. You have to change this team in some way. You have to make a move, a big move, either a, a 
a fairly big free agent signing, which I guess let's spend some time in a minute looking at the UFAs because <laughs> it's pretty bleak after Petrangelo <laughs> and Hall, I think. Yeah. And no, we're not going to get Taylor Hall. Everybody shut up. That's stupid. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but I would love it. I, mean, I don't know that I would love it, actually. I'm not totally sold on Taylor Hall, but at least it'd be different. So sad, Stephen. After after Petrangelo's Holtby and Crawford oh, yes. as like top, I mean, making the most money previously, uh-huh. and there's Taylor Hall, and there's uh, Michael Granlund and Tyson Berry. Oh, Tyson Berry, come on down. <laughs> oh, there's Miko Koivu. Bring on Miko Koivu. Yeah, sure. Bring in his old bones. Yeah, make him a fifth line. So. You're a captain now, Miko. <laughs> So sad. Do you bring your green seat? We just keep the green seat. Yeah, just, we'll just stitch that back <laughs> on, buddy. We don't care. Uh, so, I think what upsets me most about potentially losing Petrangelo is just losing that kind of franchise statue retired yeah. number guy, which I've never had for the Blues, and we can't just pretend O'Reilly becomes that. Because he, I mean, maybe you do, maybe he does. Like, he's the next captain, obviously. People who think that's a debate are silly to me. But, like, he wasn't, he, he wasn't here before. He wasn't, he <laughs> hasn't had a 20-year boys career, and he won't have had, you know? Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he wasn't the first to lift a cup. You can't build that statue. You can have him lifting a cup, but it won't be with the sparklers behind him. <laughs> I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really despondent about this by any means my concern is i i actually tweeted a couple of a couple of days ago before the dragger report that like my big concern my big reason for wondering whether petrangelo was gonna be back Mm. was there has always been some concern nagging at the back of my head that maybe Armstrong had just decided that Petrangelo was never coming back. And if you look at the preponderance of the evidence, with the Falk trade extension, with the Scandella extension, I mean, sure, sure, in hindsight, you could paint that picture very mm-hmm. easily. And if that's his decision, I guess fine. I mean, it has to be fine because he gets to make that decision and I don't, but like... Dude, you better have other plans. Because mm-hmm. you can't, you know, even 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 if he's chasing Taylor Hall, let's mm-hmm. go that crazy and let's say, you know what, he's decided he wants to move money from defense to offense. Uh, we need to get more creative up front and we need that kind of high, high skill player to play alongside like a Robert Thomas mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. I'm down I'm I mean, down I'd with, be excited. I'm down cool. with trying that. Yeah. But you better have more than G I hope Taylor Hall will sign here. <laughs> you better have a plan B or you better damn well know from his camp that he's signing here. He, he does know? foreshadowing fucking Bill Armstrong. <laughs> plan Bill. He's like, yo bro, I know a place that would love to sign you. Um what if we trade trade Petrangelo's rights for Hall? That's right. <laughs> he goes, hey, do me a solid, baby. <laughs> army to army. Uh, um, it's just, it, it would be, it'll be bizarre. If he leaves, it'll be bizarre. It'll be sad. I mean, I don't want him to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be different. I mean, that, that's the fun thing. It'd be different. I don't want to hear, 
like if, if Petrangelo leaves, another thing I want to stop hearing is this team just won a cup. You know, I heard one of our regular Twitter friends today was like, I'm still in kind of whatever mode because they won a cup. And it's like, I get that. But if Petrangelo leaves, that's over now. Yeah, that kind of shatters your old dream state, doesn't they it? they didn't just won a cup. Those guys over there won a cup. And the biggest one of them, not here anymore. That's kind of crazy how much I feel like we stay the same, but we're already shedding so many people. Um, one thing I wanted to think about was, you remember how Armstrong would all, used to talk about how, like, or it was always reported on that he, like, didn't want to, like, sign players for a lot of money? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really want to, he basically never wanted to have a superstar sort of salary or on his, on the, towards the cap for the Blues. Um, I wonder if that's, like, just some weird line he's drawn. I feel like the 7-7 seven, seven that they said they off- that he offered, you know, 7.7, 7, just feels like this weird, like, dude, I won't go over 8. And it's like, well, I'm good enough to go over 8. And he's like, no, 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 it's like a hard and fast rule for me. It's that weird, like, uh, what's the, here's the David Poyle thing mm-hmm. of, like, I won't give no trade clauses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I'm Roman Yossi, and it's like, I don't care. <laughs> sure. And then ultimately, I think he gave him yeah. one. But, like, but you know what I mean? I thought yeah. they talked about that a lot, and it... I guess it doesn't really worry me because I don't feel like we have any like crazy all-star caliber talent on this team, or any or any young talent that is. I mean, I think Robert Thomas is great and all, but like he's not going to be commanding in, in his next contract like eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. But so I guess it's not a big concern. But it's just like, man, if we had a star and they were you know they were a superstar and like, yo, dude, pay me like nine million. I have a feeling this dude would be like, I don't think I can. We're the Blues yeah. and we all make six million here, fr- and I mean, it's if like he, if he has that philosophy, whatever. But like, understand how inflation works, mm. like. If 7.5 was your limit four years ago when you signed Tarasenko, it should be 8 or 8.5 now. Mm. You can't... Even if you... Even... I'm I'm kind of fine with I'm not going to give anybody $12 million. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think we've seen a lot of teams succeed with the $12 million type contracts. Even though Connor McDavid, like, undoubtedly deserves one, and even Austin Matthews and... Um, Probably not Mitch Marner, but Mitch Marner's really good. You know, those kinds of guys deserve that money. Those teams don't seem to be succeeding, so I could kind of get on board. But the limit can't be $7.5 million. Mark Stone makes more than that. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Mark Stone. Because he sucks. Because he's like the best version of Jaden Schwartz. Yes, he is. He's Jayden just so Schwartz good at the ass. stuff. Well, farewell, Alex. Yeah, I mean... Where where's he go? I have a I have a sneaking suspicion he becomes a Florida Panther. That'd be so weird. Florida's got a lot of money. They got uh they so got twenty million in cap space. And they're not the Avalanche or the Devils. Maybe he does end up with the Devils. You know, in my in my Be a Pro on NHL twenty, he was on my team. Mm-hmm. He did go to the Devils. The Salary cap and salary, like actual paid salary discrepancy in the NHL is so bizarre to me. In next season, we have a salary, we have current projected cap hit of 76 million, 76.3 million, but we have an estimated salary expenditure of 67.4 million. So you spend less, six less million than you actually have on the cap or nine less million, excuse me. Mm. Uh, but the year after that, it's projected cap of 48 million and estimated expenditure of 53 million. So you spend five more. And let's talk about that, actually, because <laughs> I don't think the question is as much this year. I mean, obviously, Petrangelo is the question. Mm. But 
let's look after next year. Because after next year, you lose 15, 16 million in just Steen, Schwartz, and Bozak. Uh, Sanford, Barbashev, Thomas, and Cairo, and uh, Della Rose. Who did we even discuss the Della Rose extension? Has that happened uh, since? I, pu- I put it in the notes. Okay, but we'll get there. But, I mean, it'll be about as. I like, the conversation will be just as long as the Petrangelo one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> with just as many peaks and valleys. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sanford, Barbashev, Thomas, Kyrou, and Della Rose will all need uh, re- RFA extensions. And then obviously Dunn, uh, you know, we don't know what his contract is, but Gunnarsson will be off the books and somehow Bortizzo has another year off after that. And Bennington's contract. So we will have $48 million, which... Sorry, we, we will only have 48 against the cap mm-hmm. and we'll have... Assuming we don't sign Petrangelo at this point, thirty-three million to spend. That is enticing to me. Like that's the that's the fun part of letting mm-hmm. Petrangelo go. But again, like you said, don't make seven of that, Jaden Schwartz. You can't. Like I'm not. I'm, what's What's Pareko get? Ah, uh, yikes! If he gets if he gets eight, I quit. I'm done. <laughs> You can't give him the money you didn't give Alex Petrangelo. I'm sorry, he's not the same player, and people mm-hmm. who think he is, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe or you're you also called against this, but it's <laughs> it is possible he just proves us wrong next mm-hmm. year. But I don't think that's likely. Um, I just like to me Schwartz is a guy who I definitely trade this year, and they're not gonna not if Petrangelo walks, and I get that. But, like, I would rather see what I can get and try and get younger for that year. He is injury-riddled throughout his career already, and mm-hmm. he's uh, he'll be 29 or 30 when you re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Um, when's his birthday? Is this going to say? June 25th, 1992. Oh, man. So, I'm 29, I, guess, I don't know when the next free agency period's going to be, but... <sighs> That's a guy that I don't want to... Spe- I mean, if you're signing him to what he's ga- being paid right now, roughly, mm-hmm. then I maybe sign him back. But if he thinks he's getting a huge bump, bye-bye. <laughs> like, to me, I don't know. I don't I don't hate... I like Jaden Schwartz a lot. I have no hatred for him. Mm-hmm. But he has not been a consistent performer for this team. And there are people that talk about him like he's one of our most dangerous offensive weapons. And it's like, yeah, when he's healthy and he's on... Mm-hmm. But I don't know when that is. Somebody called him our most consistent goal scorer the other day. The dude has averaged 17 goals over the last five seasons. And granted, that's largely because of injury, but that's also kind of the point. <laughs> I was like, that's the like, problem. Uh, you know, and like 17 goals isn't a $5.35 million player, much less a 7 or $7.5 million player. <laughs> If you look at this roster without Alex Petrangelo, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, you saw guys like you. You have a bunch of guys on the bottom, like uh, Barbashev, Blay, Sanford, and Sunquist, who seem like potential budding stars when you won the cup, mm-hmm. and have 
I don't want to say taken steps back in every case, but just have been inconsistent or have gotten injured or haven't shown that level. Mm. You've obviously got, uh, you know, um, Bozak and Steen, who you're just kind of running the clock on that contract. I'm, I think Bozak, I think they still both play valuable roles, but yeah, not, yeah. neither one are pay, playing $5 million roles. But then you've got, like, you know, Cairo hopefully explodes this season. Costin, I guess, you're going to play him a lot, I guess, if you don't add to your forward group, because Tarasenko's going to be gone for a while. And you see what you have in those guys, but this just doesn't seem to me like a team in a division that has the team that went to, that won the Western Conference and also has the team that is the best team in hockey, arguably, Mm -hmm. that didn't go to the Western Conference (laughs) final because they lost to the Stars. I just, I don't think we're going to be, we're not a top team without Petrangelo. We might not be with him. I was like, we already, it's a point that, yeah, to your but, point, we already kind of had that question mark after this bubble performance, and granted it's a bubble, and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, we already kind of saw a little bit of the shine come off the team, and it's like, and that was with him. So without him, who knows? Yeah, and so my, I guess my encouragement, it's going to sound yeah, more positive. like a discouragement, <laughs> but I really, I genuinely mean this. And I don't think I mean it negatively, but like both to Doug Armstrong and to listeners and fans, which Doug Armstrong is a listener and a fan of this podcast. But if Alex Petrangelo is no longer a blue on October 10th, Mm -hmm. he's signed with another team. The cup era is over. We're done talking about this like it's the same team. And that that can be sad. Like you can talk about what might have been in a dynasty or whatever. But please don't, please, like, it It was still going to be the greatest blues memory yeah. we ever had. The other day, I was driving, uh, I was driving out late at night to see my brother because I have a new car and we used it's to It's fun take, to drive. Yeah, we used to take late night drives and it was kind of a nostalgia thing we hadn't done in ages. Um, and for some reason, I just popped on, like, the intro to our episode after the after the cup win, not the not the one in the car that we did like immediately after, but the one with the like long thirteen minute intro and all mm-hmm. the clips of us being just devastated by how bad this team was, <laughs> and the clip of you talking about hot dog <laughs> when the Kings scored and get ready for that season again. And then us and then us discovering Bennington, you know. And I listened to that and I was like, man, like this whole podcast, all a hundred and however many episodes of it. It'd be worth it just to have that 13-minute clip, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like a documented of our greatest sports experience probably ever. I mean, the only arguable rival is 2011 for the Cardinals, and I know for you that's probably does not close. Just I enjoy it. You like the but Cardinals, yeah. but it's just yeah, not yeah, yeah. on the same level, and it yeah. probably isn't for me either. But, like, you know, that's the only thing that even approaches it. And... So, I mean, it's I'm never going to have negative thoughts about that, but my point is, that team's gone then. If Petrangelo mm-hmm. is gone, if Tarasenko's hurt, if, uh, not that Evanson and Maroon are big pieces, but, like, the, enough of enough of the core of that team has shifted. Allen's gone, Bo Meester's gone, Petrangelo looks like probably going to be gone. you got to move on. you got to stop pretending it's the same team, like it's a continuation. And so you've got to look with fresh eyes at Craig Berube, at uh, Jordan Bennington next mm-hmm. year. You've got to decide if he a guy or is he not a guy. Um, 
you know, you've got to you've got to really really decide what you're doing long term with Quim Costin and Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. You've got to find a way to make Robert Thomas a top six guy because he can't be playing less than eighteen minutes a night. You know, like those sorts of. You just got to move forward, and I hope that you have the senses as Armstrong to add more talent to this team. Because with the team, without Petrangelo as it's currently constructed, you cannot expect them to be a lockdown defensive team. That is gone. That that possibility is gone. Yeah, it's like, I think you're going to see this team get lit up a lot more. And it's and that's fine, but like you're going to have to adjust to that. But you're going to have to be a, a, a better offensive team. Right now, do you think we have the scoring to compensate no, for that? No, 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 I no. sure don't. No, no, no. See, I, I think you've convinced me, though, looking at this cap friendly, that yeah, I... This team's just going to have massive turnover because Steen's gone, Bozak's gone next year. Some of these RFAs will sign the small money. I'm hoping, like we, you said, we don't sign Schwartz, but if we do, whatever. I'm sure he's not making, God, I hope he's not making over what Braden Shen's making. And it's uh, what, Shen at 6'5"? Six, five? Six, five, yeah. He's like yeah, probably he's coming in around that. So yeah, but like you still have all this money, and I guess it's the term, I guess, yeah, but... I guess it's some of it's for Pareko, but again. Don't make him the eight million dollar guy. Mm-hmm. So you have you have money, use it because when you lose some of these guys, I don't know that we have enough. We have bodies in the AHL. I don't know if we have enough talent coming up. We've got your Costin and your Kairos, but Ky- like Kairos here, mm-hmm. so you have your Costin as a forward. I'm thinking and Alexandrov in two years or whatever the hell his name is, right? That's it, right? Yeah. Okay, I got him. Boom, bam. Um, <laughs> Like, like you've got players that are fun, Hugh McGing, these guys, but those are like third, fourth line dudes, like at best. And it's yeah. like, I, I'm wondering if he, he doesn't feel like a big free agency guy. Like what, what have we, am I being stupid? What was the last Armstrong? One? Yeah. Big free agent we signed. Bozak. Yeah. Seriously. Like I'm sitting there going through, I'm like, twice. I'm like O'Reilly was a trade. I'm like, Shen was a trade and, and that's fine. But it's like Maroon, Bozak, Perron. Yeah. Twice. Chad Johnson. <laughs> I mean, it's those kinds of guys. Yeah, ever, so it's like... Has he ever made... I guess Stastny was probably his biggest, like, splash in free agency. I'm a, I, I can't imagine. Yes, right? Else. Is that it? That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Oh, do better than that. <laughs> so, that's, that's all I gotta say. Do better. If you're gonna, like, make a splash in free agency, does he see someone that's gonna... He thinks is gonna hit them? You can't plan that far ahead. Hey, man, in two... I gotta let Petrangelo walk because in three years, baby, we're getting fucking... You know, I'm making shit up. Leon Dreisaitl, baby, because I know the Oilers ain't gonna re-sign him. Some BS like that. Like, I just... You can make the splash. You just... There's no way you can plan for it. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Just... I, I worry about Doug and his extensions. I worry about them. Uh, Tory Krug is out there. Is he a righty or a lefty? He's a righty, right? I should know this. I think he's a righty. I don't... Why not? But even like, even if that's your plan, like, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> he goes, Here's no, no, he's no. A lefty. He's a lefty. I like Tory Krug a ton, like a, a ton. Mm-hmm. If you let Petrangelo walk, I also firmly believe don't spend more money on your defense. <laughs> Just let if you go, let if you be. let Petrangelo walk for eight five, and then you spend seven point two five on Tory Krug, I will throw a shit fit. <laughs> I will go nuclear, and that's not even because I dislike Tory Krug. But what are you doing? Uh. Uh, I'm just looking at the top twenty UFAs list, Krug. Uh, Hall obviously is two, 
Krug three, Lanier, Laner's four. It sounds like he has a deal. Mm. Uh, Tyson Berry's five, which is really depressing <laughs> for this class. Uh, Markstrom six, uh, Hoffman, which great right. yeah fun that stuff. seems like the kind of thing but for the pivot do. see petrangelo's gone so all that, <laughs> that shit from that. a couple years ago you're fine come on uh, in. dad on off the the russian from uh that is what julian breeze right like. it's not uh, right i mean it looks fine i just didn't think that's what he looked the, like not the same uh, actually, I think Dadnoff or Dadonoff or however you want to say it could be like a sneaky like free agent guy. But again, none of these guys are changing your team. None of them are making you relevant. Mm. TJ Brody's out there. Travis Hamanick. Sammy Vatanen, I guess, is a player. <laughs> Q Delvin, uh, who's number 15 on this list. I think he's helped his value a lot. Oh, holy shit. So yeah. He's, I would say, the front runner for Con Smythe. Him and Hedman, probably. Uh, Crawford, Kovalchuk, Howla, uh, who I didn't even remember went to the Panthers at some point, uh, Wayne Simmons, and Shattenkirk. We might as well. Right? Just, get, just get fucking uh, Kevin back here. Joel Edmondson, for anyone who didn't hear, signed a, a $3.5 million, $4.5 million. Oh, yeah. That's in the notes. Uh, oh, okay. Well, shit. I'm just, your notes are so prepared, and I'm not. So... <laughs> As we move forward, I think we can move on from the Petrangelo topic here. No, uh, it'll, yes. It'll yes. weave its way through the rest of the episode, I'm sure. But just, if he's gone, fine. But it's a fresh sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Same A lot of the same players, fresh sheet of paper. David Backus, not the same. Not anywhere near the same. <laughs> he was a, a second-line center mm-hmm. who pretended sometimes to be a first-line center. This team masqueraded. Who was actually as, yeah. a third line? <laughs> this team masqueraded as a contender for like more years than I yeah. care to believe. Um, there is an addition to the Blues coaching staff. Uh, I don't Hooray. know if we covered that Savard was actually leaving, but he left. Yeah, I think he, they said something like he was. Um, no, they wanted, said it. I yeah. just don't. I can't remember what was covered on the last yeah, episode yeah. or not. Um. I did never see, uh, I, nothing against him, but I never really felt his impact. For someone I was really excited to get, mm. um, I never well, you, really felt like Did he, you look at the tape jobs? Yeah, well, some I'm of sure these the sticks. tape was fantastic, yeah. and hopefully that'll linger on. <laughs> um, but the Blues, you know, do, do something kind of noble, I would say, and give Jim Montgomery, uh, the former Dallas Stars head coach, his uh, second chance in the NHL uh, as an assistant coach on Craig Berube's bench. Uh, as many of you know, probably uh, Montgomery was the he was a college coach right before mm-hmm. he joined Dallas, as we'll probably say down here in the notes. Uh, but he obviously had uh, an issue with alcohol, and um, he was shockingly fired right during that time when all the all the Bill Peters stuff was happening, and it was kind of this awkward, like, oh, no, 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 it's not for that. <laughs> uh, and it sort of, I think he came out and eventually sort of told the story about, yeah. like, this is what's happening, and, like, I totally understand why they did this. And I, yeah, he reported going to, to rehab. And, and, and he did. And, Can and you believe all this happened this, this season? season? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I think it was, like, three seasons I, ago. Actually, now that you mentioned that, there was a part of me today... Um, that was like, I was thinking about this driving at some point, and I was like, man, uh, they did that fat, like, you know, for treatment or whatever, like, that turnaround was pretty quick, 
because I was thinking of it as like mid season to end of season, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, but that was ten months. <laughs> yeah, you're like that's a full year ago. Um, but in any case, um, he most recently served as head coach for the Stars, as I mentioned. Agreed to a two year deal with the Blues. He'll replace Mark Savard. Uh, and I don't know what really his expertise is, if he's also going to be a power play guy or if some of those roles will shift, but yeah, they uh, asked, they asked Armstrong that in like a call. And I think he was basically like, well, use him where we need him. Or he pretty much deferred to Baruby. So I was like, okay. Uh, Armstrong said, we are excited to add Jim to our team and to Craig Baruby's staff. Uh, Jim has won at every level he has coached and we look forward to him being a valuable addition to our team. Montgomery said, my family and I are very grateful to Mr. Stillman, Doug, and Craig for this opportunity to be part of the Blues organization. This is an extremely talented group of players and staff, and I am looking forward to assisting in any way to help the Blues regain the Stanley Cup. Uh, He helped the Stars obviously reach the second round last year and had that series with us where they very well could have gone on to win it. And had Mm. they, would have probably been in back-to-back Stanley Cups (laughs) because I don't think they would have struggled with the Stars any more than we ultimately did. Um, the, uh, you know, obviously the Maroon double overtime goal happened and then everything else happened before being hired as a head coach of the stars. Montgomery had a successful five-year stint as head coach at the university of Denver, uh, Braden Shenzel or Jane Schwartz is on, right? Probably, probably some relationship there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in his first season behind the bench, we actually signed Montgomery to lure Schwartz to stay. To teach him how to read. To talk, him, <laughs> to talk him into it. In his first season behind the bench, Montgomery led the Denver Pioneers to an NCAA tournament berth, and by 2015-16, his club reached the NCAA's Frozen Four. Montgomery eventually led the University of Denver to a national championship in the 16-17 season and was named the Spencer Penrose National Coach of the Year. As a player, Montgomery played four seasons at the University of Maine and posted 301 points, which seems like a lot, right. in 170 games. He is one of three Black Bears to have his number retired by the university, joining former Blues Scott Pellerin and Paul Correa. I don't know who Scott Pellerin is. I've heard I the know name. who Paul Correa is. Montgomery was undrafted, but signed as a free agent with the Blues, making his NHL playing debut in the 1934-1993-94 season. Uh, In 67 games, he had six goals, 14 assists. NHL career spanned 122 games, which included stints with the Canadians, Flyers, Sharks, and Stars. Uh, I did not know he was a former boy, but I do know that everyone was a former boy. He, uh, he probably came up in the number series at some point, which he we will currently, get back. Oh, yeah. He currently lives here. Oh, he's, does he? He's actually lived, like, off-season here. His family lives here. My uh, dad knows somebody who used to babysit his kids, huh. or they babysat him. I don't know, somewhere then. connections. Yeah, yeah. Including to the drug. I was <laughs> just about to say, but a lot of them drug-related. Yeah. Um, I I really like this for a number of reasons. For one thing, he's a hell of a coach, mm-hmm. uh, and as an NHL head coach caliber coach, uh, who obviously lost that opportunity due to some demons in his personal life. Um, but I just I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker, and it's like a second chance story. And I'm I'm kind of proud for the of the organization for being. Uh, the team that took a chance on him, you know, because obviously there's risk. I mean, mm. hopefully it's never anything and his, his sobriety goes well and he continues to 
uh, you know, s- thrive there and has good sponsors and everything, all that. But like, you never know. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. And you know, also looking long enough down the line, maybe you have your <laughs> Barubi replacement. I was just house. about to say, I was like, now we got our new we coach, coach lined up. Waiting, baby. <laughs> no coach problem. Waiting. Let's say it. Let's just go ahead and say it. Why the Doug. why the balls? Now I think about it. Why would you even? Obviously, we've talked about why would you ever say that? But like, just make Mike Yo your fucking assistant coach and shut the fuck and up. just shut up. <laughs> yeah. and then just let it happen naturally. Why the fuck would you be like, we're guaranteeing this guy? The fact that he's like the dumb, the dumbest thing he's ever done that by is his far. single worst decision. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, because sorry. All of it. I'm, no, no, no. We're, we're going down. Every that time road. I think about the coach and waiting, the, I'm like, my brain the explodes. Part of it is like, literally, you're basically saying I should have fired Kenny Hitchcock, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I have too much respect He's for so, him. so, yeah, I just love him to death. Well, because, yeah, when he fired him, he cried. Yeah. Which, look, again, I cry. It's nothing against crying, no, but I was like, don't have that, don't have this be the relationship. It's nothing against crying, it's something against being a bitch. <laughs> it's like, don't be that on TV. Like, uh, don't, oh my God. Yeah. What, what a mess. What a mistake <laughs> and a tragedy. Uh, Montgomery, though, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited. I think he's a good coach. I think players like him. I don't really know that, but I, I believe that's true. I think um, you're thinking of Rick Bonus. Just kidding. Yeah, no. People apparently love Rick Bonus. Um, yeah, I think he was. I think uh, Montgomery did a really good job in Dallas. He obviously, like we talked about, took him to the to the uh, game seven against us, and they were just a wraparound away from going on. And so it's like I I think he's been really good. I think Doug Armstrong did a lot of talking uh, on the phone call that I listened to on Facebook. I was just listening in um, about how. <laughs> He he's a good a good coach for younger players just because he coached in college and uh, has a mind for sort of like the younger players not to get to him and stuff and so maybe maybe work with young Robert Thomas but I thought that was a good some good insight I don't know if he'll be on the bench at all if they'll move Ott or, or Van Ryan somewhere I'm assuming Van Ryan will always be on the bench because he's the defensive guy but uh, yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see his addition I kind of like when they shuffle around the uh, assistant coaches here and there oh, just because yeah, I think it gives them a little Savard bit of a different was taste never on the bench was he? no no uh, that'll be interesting you would think he'd be in the bench I mean that would make sense but yeah then who shove, shove out up yeah, top can, he's been there before tired of looking at his mug um Jim Montgomery also, I just learned that uh, he's from Montreal, which upsets me. Right? Only because his name is Jim Montgomery, and he should at least be, like, Clo or something, you know? Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I don't see any, any drawback here. Obviously, it's an assistant coach. Mm. The stakes always seem kind of low there, you know? Yeah. But, like, it just seems like a good hire. You're getting a high-quality guy. Um and go uh, go Blues, you know? Uh, the Blues also <laughs> lost a major piece of their organization. So sad. Inevitable, though, I feel like. But uh, we already talked about Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh! Fuck <laughs> 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 uh, Bill Armstrong is going to be the general manager of Arizona. Uh, my only joy in this is that I will have to let, write no relation in articles on the hockey writers less frequently. Um, was uh, was a, a finalist for the Florida job. Didn't get it. Barry Zito. Uh, is Barry Zito the pitcher? Bill Zito? Something. I don't even know who their GM is uh, now. 
got that job at the at the end, uh, but Arizona decided to go with Armstrong, which makes sense because they're a team that needs to thrive through the draft, uh, and he's obviously got a very strong draft pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, sad to lose him, but not surprising. Uh, he's verbally agreed to a deal, a five-year deal, sources told The Athletic. Pierre Lebrun reported early thir- Wednesday morning that Armstrong, the Blues' assistant general manager and director of amateur scouting, was the leading candidate and a deal would be negotiated over the next day or so. He's been part of the Blues organization since 2004, earning the assistant GM role in 2018. Arizona parted ways with former general manager John Chica in late July, with Steve Sullivan taking over in an interim role. Doug Armstrong has <laughs> said Tony Feltrin will lead this year's draft for the Blues, and the Blues also have an agreement, I believe, that Armstrong cannot participate in the draft Mm -hmm. uh, for the Coyotes, which doesn't make that much difference since they don't have any picks, (laughs) thanks to uh, their little scouting mishap, shall we say. Uh, This sucks. I mean, I hate to lose Bill Armstrong, but also Mm. I felt like it was inevitable because he was so damn good at his job. Um you know, when we dodged the dodged the Florida bullet, I thought maybe we'd get another year. Uh, but, you know, I, it, it sucks, but it's kind of... I'm glad for him. You know, good for him. Mm-hmm. And at least it's Arizona, a team that, like, if they get good, I won't be upset about, you know? Exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm rooting for him and rooting for the team. It'll be interesting to see his name tossed around more. Like, we hear it because we're Blues fans, uh-huh. but to actually see his name be tossed around, they'll probably be confusing to other people, oh, but yeah. maybe not quite as confusing because, no offense, Bill, people don't really care about Arizona, so I'm yeah. sorry. But I hope they care more because they're on the upswing, and I love those love those old throwback 90s jerseys, so go Coyotes. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in on the Coyotes, <laughs> especially since I'm all out on the Petrangelo's <laughs> Blues. <laughs> I got a lot of time for the Coyotes. I do. Um, but, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, Ian, how soon... Mm-hmm. Let's say before, at, or after the draft, do the Blues and Coyotes make a trade? Because it will happen. It's inevitable. This always happens. I know, right? It all, you move a GM from one organization to another, there is always a trade. We got the Arizona connection now. I don't want Clayton Keller. <laughs> Chesterfield zone? Um, yeah. That contract worries me. Who's, who's that guy they got? Uh, they got. We get the other Schmaltz. We're getting the other Schmaltz. Oh, Nicky. Yeah, we're getting I'll Nick take Schmaltz. Nicky. Maybe he can be a, a little demon in the uh, Blackhawks side. Mm-hmm. Who would you want from the Coyotes? Let's just pick a player. We're gonna go get O O E L L. Um, I would like Shane Doan. Yeah, there Is he you go. still around? His old bones still around. Keith Kachuk. Uh, I just want to see a, a Kachuk Thomas Kachuk line once before I die for his, and not on Team Canada, and not on dry land. I don't think they could be on Team Canada. Clayton Keller is making seven point one five. No thanks. No thanks. Bye. How much? Um, seven point. Oh, that's right. The weird light. Oh no. Oh wrong. I mean, that's he's wrong. had a bad year. I don't think he's terrible, but I don't nice. think he's that either, though. Nick Schmaltz is making 5.8 till okay, 2026. Bye-bye. Never mind. Never mind. By Christian Dvorak, uh, 4.45 till 2025. Did they really sign all these deals? Um, Michael Grabner, Lawson Kraus. They can give us Barrett Hayden. I'd be fine with that. Do the old Barrett Hayden for Tyler Bozak swap. Give us your best young center for our best 
Margarita, Margarita maker. wife hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got him. Oh, Rackman Larson making too much money. Uh, Jacob Chick, 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 Chickren. Uh, I don't want anybody on this team. You want, you want to give me Darcy Kemper, maybe? Oh, baby, we get an OEL. Because didn't they say they were going to shop him anyways? I thought yeah. I heard stuff like that. Please and then we lefty. lose Petrangelo. Whatever. We don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. We don't. We'll take him. Can we trade them Falk? Because I would do it if we can trade them Falk. <laughs> that's, the, that's my... Uh, uh, he's their captain. For, no for wonder teams. No wonder. Like Doug Armstrong was totally okay with losing Bill. He's like, yeah, man, get over there and fucking help me out. <laughs> I need a satellite team. I backed myself into a corner. I don't know. There's no one else. Phil Kessel. Give me Phil. How much Phil making? <laughs> like 88 million? He's making a bunch. Uh, he is making... Hold on. $6.8 million for the next two years. That's affordable. Get yeah. him. Bring him over. I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> I like no this problem. tweet. If the Leafs signed Petrangelo, then they'd finally have that coveted number one right-handed shot defenseman when they lose in the first round. <laughs> Um, they ain't wrong. They ain't wrong. Oh no! I just saw. I, I got to be honest. With you, I just saw a chicken nugget gif, and now I'm really hungry. Um, yeah, there's no one on Arizona I want, but I'm sure maybe they can give us some young stars I've never heard of. Some draft, some draft picks they've made. You know, any of those? Any of those looking good? Uh, they're they're young prospects. Yeah. Like they're prospect prospects. Yeah. yeah, I think they're I think they're great. And then give them, then give them to me. Let's look up uh, Promen's thoughts on the Coyotes. We've gone too far afield. We've Googled, we're googling too much. We're trying. We're trying oh, to get all the answers. We sure. That's we what. Sure have. That's what the people want. We can get Dylan Strom. Oh wait, they already traded him. <laughs> You're looking at like a cached page. This is like the 2016 rosters. Uh huh. Uh huh. Who's that old? Who's that old bones? They still got Redim Verbata down there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. But... He was really good in uh, like NHL like sixteen or something. I played. He got traded to like the team I was on in Florida. Was on mm-hmm. the Lightning. Yeah, and he was he was money baby. Uh, yeah. I just uh, well, we will make a trade with that organization, even if it's low level. There will be a trade hmm. guaranteed in the Swapping next six. two months. Yep. Um, Blues re-signed Jacob Delarose. We mentioned this. <laughs> Delarose has signed a one-year contract extension. Deal is worth seven hundred thousand dollars. Obviously, the trade receipt in the uh, Robbie Fabry the, the, the trading <laughs> trade. Uh, Robbie Fabry got a nice ticket, as they would say on Thirty One Thoughts this summer. I don't know if we ever talked about that. It was a mistake by the what they, what they do i think i saw it but i didn't look oh, into it uh it was just too much to me um let me look it up was it over th- was it over three million? Oh yes oh was. no i it mean good for you robbie four oh no it was i i don't know why i reacted to this so badly it's 2.95 for two years yeah like it's fine too close At the th- i mean i don't trust <laughs> robbie family I don't I trust do his, his knees. Hats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to remember the hats. Yeah. You got to right. forget about Robbie Favre. You got to remember the hats. Think what he can do with red in his color palette now. Um, <laughs> An only red. I would have let Delarose walk. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Whatever. 
<laughs> the I only thing I... Michael, uh, on Twitter, very happy. I know he is a big Drake of Della Rose fan. So... <laughs> I literally, when I read the news that we re-signed him, the first thing that popped in my head was like the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music and uh, him slipping on the puck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, that was a signing that needed to be made. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I couldn't. I could not care less about Jacob Delarose. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a bad person. DLR. Joel Edmondson uh, was traded and then signed. It's not a sign and trade. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes traded Joel Edmondson to uh, Montreal for a fifth round pick. Traded his rights. Take a hint, Doug. <laughs> That's the shit you gotta be doing, bro. Montreal Canadians have signed uh, Joel Evanson to a four-year contract with an AAV of $3.5 million. That's a mistake! That's a mistake! Can you imagine? Can you imagine Mark. if Doug Armstrong did that? Oh, my lord. And that Petrangelo walk, he's like, yo, I'm re- I got Falk, I got Evanson, I got every part of this trade, baby. <laughs> Except for the important part, Dominic Bach. Except for the good player. And Petrangelo's gone now. Yeah, this is a mistake. Sorry. They talked about this like it was a good thing. Darren Dreger, I watched some little clip on TSN, talked about this like, oh yeah, now they're, like, that defense, they got so many options now, they gotta get rid of some people. And I'm like, they've got so many terrible options. They have Shea Weber and what? Teams convince themselves that problems that they don't have are problems. They've got Carl Osner. Nothing they can do about that. Yeah, whoops. On the left side, they also have Ben Sherratt, Brett Kulak, Alexander Romanoff, who I think is supposed to be a stud, yeah. and Xavier Willette. And they also have Shea Weber, J- Jeff Petrie, if they keep him. Ooh, we could go sign Jeff Petrie. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> and, um... Uh, who else? Who else did I miss? Here? Jeff Petrie. Oh, Victor Mete can play either way, and Christian Foline. They ain't got, they don't need nobody. What are you doing? This, Mark Bergevin is so obsessed with the Blues, a team for once, for which, on which he wants, threw the puck into his own <laughs> That haunts him to this day. <laughs> He's signing $4.35 million of Jake Allen and $3.5 million of Joel Edmondson to reunite that team there. <laughs> oh, He's there trying are to reassemble the Blues. This league that are nowhere, and I don't know what to think that they are. Who are the Canadians? Are they good? Are they bad? I've been asking this for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. They've made no progress. Joe Edmondson's there. Um, weird stuff going on in Minnesota. A lot, of, a lot of weird, wild stuff, if you will. <laughs> yes, uh, all out. There's a, a gif of CC from New Girl here uh, face palming. Very good. Very, very well done. Nice inclusion. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Jeff Wheeler of the Star <laughs> Tribune reports that the Wild made a surprising, you might say that, trade Wednesday, sending first-line center and six-time All-Star Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres for Marcus Johansson, a center-wing hybrid who will help <laughs> the by-committee approach out the middle for which the Wild seem headed. 
It's very hard to acquire true number one centers, and we might have to do it with all hands on deck, said General Manager Bill Guerin, who acquired center new Nick Bugstad from Pittsburgh on Friday. But that doesn't mean it can't work. It does. <laughs> I wouldn't be making these moves just to make them. You are. These are guys I have confidence in. You don't. And I like what they bring to our team. You shouldn't. Okay. Eric Stahl was a center, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. You traded. I think it was Lightning was playing really good who was for that. Center who's been your best player the last two years, and who isn't on a garbage fire contract for Marcus Johansson, who is a winger pretending to be a center and is on a garbage contract and wasn't good last year. I mean, here let me say, go guy who's already name whose name I've already forgotten who is completely insignificant insignificant. That is the Buffalo Sabres puppet GM. Uh, go him. Kevin Adams? Kevin yeah, Adams, with right? a Y, though. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kevine Adams. Kevine. <laughs> uh, Stall and Johansson aren't exactly equivalents, says Jeff Wheeler or you. No Wheeler. Yeah, this is oh this I copied a lot from his article because I thought it I thought it painted a really good picture. picture well. yeah. Johansson, twenty nine, didn't make a splash at center with Buffalo, finishing last season with nine goals and twenty one assists in sixty games and winning just forty percent of faceoffs. Uh, how good of a faceoff percentage is forty percent, Ian? I mean, it's, and it's an F. <laughs> it's an F. It's an F. But he's a hybrid. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Inject those stem Only cells in them. twice. In his 10-season NHL, 10 NHL career, which has also included stops in Washington, New Jersey, and Buffalo, as he reached the 20-goal plateau after getting drafted 24th overall in 2009 by the Washington Capitals. But Guerin is confident that the 6'1", 205-pound Swedish Olympian can handle the position, and he's keen on Johansson's playmaking ability and power play skills. They've got a pretty good number one centerman there, Guerin said, referring to Sabres superstar Jack Eichel. <laughs> Thanks. And sometimes it's, not ju- it's just not a great fit. Eichel isn't the great fit. You I know. Didn't I was like, for Eichel. <laughs> I know. Uh, Who do you think you got? <laughs> but I think Marcus fits well with us, and he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Dean knows him very well. That's uh, wild head coach Dean Evanson. Yeah, go Ian. Yeah. You got all the names. You're, uh, you're a Rolodex for the NHL, baby. Uh, from Washington and Belize, he can be an impactful centerman. He's going to get that opportunity. Like Stahl, Johansson has only one season remaining on his contract before becoming a free agent, but Johansson carries a steeper cap hit at $4.5 million compared with Stahl's $3.25 million. Stahl's track record is also much longer than (laughs) Johansson's, an elite and rare center uh, career that included a meaningful chapter in Minnesota. When the Wilds signed Stahl in 2016, the team bought... It brought in a member of the Triple Gold Club who won the 2006 Stanley Cup and gold medals with Canada at the 2007 IIHF World Championship and the 2010 Olympics. Stahl has played in two All-Star games for the Wild and last season recorded his 1,000 point and exceeded 1,200 games. That's a Hall of Famer. Eric Stahl's a Hall mm. of Fame player. Gold darn. I didn't even realize that. Uh, his I'll 436 be. points rank goals ranks fifth among active NHLers, and he's closing in on 600 assists. The 35-year-old try, tied for the franchise record for goals in a season with 42 in 2017-18. Stahl was also a leader on the Wild, and his boisterous goal celebrations were a hit with fans. 
Sometimes we need to mix things up, said Girin, who said trade talks with the Sabres have been going on for some time. We need to find a different pathway to success, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a better team, and sometimes you have to take some drastic measures. Aside from Johansson, the Wild had, uh, has Joel Erickson at center during, along with Bugstad, Victor Rask, and Nico Sturm. Oh, I like Nico Sturm, but the rest of that. I know, I was jokes. like night. Although Rask spent most of last season as an extra, Garen called him a very capable center who needs to get more ice time. More than none? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if he's going to do anything. Garen did not mention Miko Koivu's name when sizing up his death chart up the middle and again declined to comment on the captain's future. I know the business end well enough from a player's side, and I wouldn't want to make an empty promise. We'll try to improve our team as much as we can where we can. That could certainly mean... More moves are on the horizon after the Wilds early postseason exit. If I didn't make moves, nothing will happen. We'll just stay the same, and that's not the idea. Wow. That article started with him saying, yes. I don't make moves just to make moves. Yep. And that article ended with him saying, if I don't just make moves, nothing will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were you going to point yeah. that out? Did uh, I steal your No, 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 no. I was like, that's why I threw this in here all together. I was like, wow, what the fuck? Did they did they just rehire Paul Fenton? Like it's yeah. not quite the same, but it's like I, I will give him credit for this. If you're just gonna say, hey, he's making the team younger, like not signing Koivu, Stahl's gone, okay. But you're not but you're not actively necessarily making it better. Here's what bothers me about this. If you have deceived yourself into thinking Marcus Johansson can improve your team as a center, that's fine. <laughs> You don't trade Eric Stahl for him. You trade Eric Stahl for good young pieces or picks, and then you trade nothing for Marcus <laughs> Johansson because that's what the Buffalo Sabres, with due respect to our friends in Buffalo, who I think would agree, had the right to demand for Marcus Johansson. Mm -hmm. And good for the Sabres. I mean, great for the Sabres. Finally, mm -hmm. they got one, right? Mm -hmm. If anyone in Buffalo is upset about this, you're out of your mind. Mm -hmm. And I realize... Stahl's 35, and that team needs to improve fast, and maybe he's not going to be there when they do. But, like, still, you're getting a better player for a worse player, and you're getting a better contract for a worse contract. You can, so like, you can flip them for good picks yeah, if you're not in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I flip them before the playoffs. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, we're, we're gonna I we're mean, gonna make it. Well, get out of here. If the deal comes to you before the season, do it. Yeah, yeah. Why would you keep him for a year? It's that's just so bizarre to me. But the Wild weren't done. Uh, another great gift selection this time. Bill Hader on the couch of uh, some some show. Probably Conan. Uh, Looks like Conan. Yeah, yeah, could be Conan. Sure. Um, the Minnesota Wild also extended extended defenseman Jonas Brodeen to a seven-year, forty-two million dollar contract extension Thursday, making another long-term commitment to a key piece of their blue line group. Key piece. I guess we'll discuss. Rodin's <laughs> new deal will begin with 2021-22 season and carry a $6 million annual cap hit through the 2027-28 season. The 27-year-old native of Sweden was drafted by the Wild with the 10th overall pick in the 2011 season, had a career-high 26 assists in 69 nice. games in the virus-shortened season. He led the team with 112 block shots and was second on the club with a plus-15 rating. Jonas Brodin has played in 171 consecutive games, the longest active streak on the Wild. He's sixth on their all-time list with 555 games played, trailing current fellow defenseman George... Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Sutter, so he's never going to gain ground. <laughs> I assume Zach Parisi, too, right, would be on that list? Yeah, I guess, I suppose. Um, 
Maybe he's been hurt Always, yeah. Some back problems. Yeah. He's got them being small problems. Spur- Spurgeon is signed through uh, seven more seasons. Suter for five and Dumba for three, giving Minnesota a considerable amount of stability on the back end. The Wild have 33% of their cap space tied up in their top 4D. Not terrible, but that is not a decor I would be willing to spend. That's not been the article. That's, That's me. Sorry. Yeah, no. I just kept reading. Um, Dumb is obviously going to be traded, but here's the thing. What you also should have done was trade Jonas Brodeen. You know what my problem with the Wild are? They're the same. They haven't been good for a decade, and they haven't changed anything. <laughs> if you, like... One, yeah, they're the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> one of the things that Doug Armstrong has done really well that I don't think... Def- that I don't think... Um, other GMs do well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is actually a point in his favor if Petrangelo leaves. I know he's used the phrase natural churn before, mm-hmm. but that dude believes in that. People come and they go, and that dude is not just committing to players to stay forever just because they're pretty good and already here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Jonas Brodeen is worth $6 million a year for seven more years. I really don't know that much about him. My instinct is, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. But I thought the same thing about Spurgeon last year, and people freaked out on me. And I was wrong. He's very good. I looked at the numbers. I was wrong. He's really, really good. But the thing to me is, he's been there this whole time, and you have sucked. <laughs> so change something. But it's just, he's just like the... The, you know, he's a core, he's just a piece. So, so strong back there. If they lose him, they'll go to shambles. We both hate the wild for different reasons. I don't even hate him I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm becoming, I was like, I've become very soft on him. I just feel, I feel I'm bad. And they can't really be relevant until Sutter and Parise are gone. Yeah. But man, like, how do you not try to change more? How do you trade Eric Stahl for Marcus Johansson and then say, but we got to keep Jonas Brodeen? And then you're going to trade Matt Dumbo, but it won't be for enough. It's never going to be for enough. Is he a righty? We could trade for him. Mm. Ooh. I'm into that. Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, just don't get that. I don't I don't get that team. And Yeah, it seems like they traded Paul. They fired Paul Fenton just to replace him with Paul Fenton. Oh, I've God. met Bill Guerin. Very nice guy. Very affable. He was in Traverse City. I didn't talk to him for very it, long. It clicked for a second. Um, I was like, where in the fuck did you meet Bill Guerin? <laughs> but um, seemed, seemed, you know, smart, very handsome, you know, rubbishly mm-hmm. handsome. By NHL GM standards especially. Mm-hmm. But that decision makes no sense and those quotes make no sense. Yeah, I like. It feels like they're. It feels like the Wild are in such a hole that like there's no way for them to break out of it quickly. So they have to constantly make these small weird ass moves. The Brodeen extension aside, where it's like, hey, Eric Stahl's gone now, but we couldn't get a lot for him because we're an idiot. So we got Marcus Johansson, but it's gonna take time because remember we suck and we have like. All these old guys, and people don't want them, so it just takes some time, you guys. We're so sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think they could get more done if they had, like, a competent GM that knew what the hell did, like... God, I do feel bad for Bill Guerin because he's, like, walked into, like, Matt Zuccarello here for a long time for no fucking reason. Yeah. And just, like, things here where it's like, I, I've inherited this other... I've inherited... Who's the other guy? Fletcher's. 
mess of still having fucking Suter and Parise. Suter for four more years. Now, I get it. He plays well there. Great. But, like, Parise and Suter on contract for four more years? Five. Five. Holy <laughs> shit, man. You got to trade Zach Parise. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, didn't he? They yeah. almost did. He yeah. was almost an Islander. The Andrew La- for Andrew Lapp? Yeah. But it was like a bad deal for both teams. It was just like, let's have different bad deals. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh my god. It just, I, I feel bad for the guy. Because this team is such a mess. And I feel like it's going to take forever to untangle it. And how, how bad do you think Parise feels now that that didn't happen? I know, God. It's like, please, put me on a team that, like, especially if it's just like a defensive team. Like, the guy's old. I bet he can still, like, you know, play a physical game. But I, to what extent, I don't know. And it's... I just the wild exhaust me because people up there too, I think are just like, hey, we got the people I know. They're wild fans. Like we're just happy to, yeah, we're just happy to have hockey, baby. And I'm like, you could have so much more. A decade and a half now. Get over it. I've had people that are like, I've I've always liked or I've you know the wild are a new team to me and i'm like no dude they're not new they might be new like you discovered them now but they've been around for quite some time you might be 60 they've still been there a quarter of your life oh man um and done what and i think they've gone to the western conference finals once and they got steamrolled i'm pretty sure yeah i'll I'll liken it to this st st louis city fc coming in 2023 if they're garbage mm-hmm. by 2025, I'm over it. I'm not over it. Like, I'll still be a supporter, but I'll be mad. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I want, I, I will be excited for year one and two. That, that like, MLS team, cool. I'm in. 50,000? 50,000 ticket 50, whatever deposits. We got to talk about that on the, on the Soccer Talk Lads podcast yeah. this week. We got to make time. But, um... We got a network. We got yeah, a whole network. We got a network. For sure. Get Kendall, uh... Uh, Carolyn Kendall Betts on here. Kendall's not her first name. Um, but just, like, uh, yeah. I, the Wild, uh, spoiler, going to be very high on the Misery Index because <laughs> there's no hope. You have no hope for that team being relevant. I feel like their drafting has been very mediocre as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, overall, for sure. Yeah, it's like, eh. Last year, I mean, I like Matt Boldy. I like what they did last year. They got like, that Kaprasov guy. Yeah. There you there go. There you go. He's coming Sorry. over. Yeah. That's good. That You better hope. You better hope he's good. <laughs> better hope he gets two goals against the Red Wings in this debut, and then breaks his shoulder into a movie. All right. The Washington Capitals hired Peter Lame-Violette. Oh, got him. Um... made news on Tuesday morning. Senior Vice President and General Manager Brian McClellan announced the hiring of Peter Laviolette as the 19th coach in the history of the franchise and the first one ever hired in the month of September. I was like, hey. I was like, why does this matter? I'm like, I see. Laviolette, who won the Stanley Cup as head coach of the 2005-06 Carolina Hurricanes, that's where he did it. Mm -hmm. That's irrelevant. Don't quote that to me as if it's significant, Elliot. Um... Also became the first of those 19 Caps coaches to take the job in the district with a cup title on his resume. That's kind of crazy. I think he checks a lot of boxes for us, says McQuillan. 
He's got a lot of experience. He's got a track record of accomplishment. He does a good job motivating players, holding players accountable. I like the structure that his teams play. And again, he has had success. He's won a cup. He's been in the finals. He does a good job of reestablishing teams' identities. So all those things factored into him being a great candidate for the situation we're in. And I think the team is a good, good match for him also as a coach. I think that there's a line that you have to be tough, said LaViolette, asked to describe himself as an NHL head coach. But you also have to be compassionate to the players, and you've got to work to build the inside of the room, build that family, build that culture inside the room on what to expect from each other on a daily basis, and to set the standard of how you're going to practice and how you're going to play, and what you expect from yourself as a group every day. That was a very long run-on sentence, Peter. (laughs) And I think that there's a time when you have to lean on them a little bit, and then there's also times where you have to be compassionate and get to know your players. So for me, it's all about a balance of both. I'm a pretty honest person, and what I see is usually how I react, and I think it's served me well to to this point, and I don't see my Myself changing from that. LaViolette takes over a Washington club that still has much of the core of its 2008 Stanley Cup championship team intact, but which couldn't manage to get out of the first round of the playoffs in each of the two seasons since, much like the Blues won't. Um, whatever. Like, you, they tried something interesting by hiring a middle school vice principal <laughs> as the head coach. That didn't work. So they were, of course, going to go to the same old recycled uh... coaching carousel, and Elaine Vigneault had already been taken, so they were forced to take Peter Where's Gerard Gallant at? Not, nowhere. Nowhere, because oh. this league's crazy. He's the one good one. I know. Like, wow. Huh. Maybe he's just tired of that shit. Maybe he's just tired of being fucking fired for no goddamn reason. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? People I'm just stare either. at the man like, I'm tired of looking at this fucker. Uh, uh, good, for like it. Like, good for the cats. Yeah. Uh, Ian, are the Dallas Stars for real? Can I be honest with you? I have watched very little hockey. <laughs> I've because watched... I don't care about these I've, I've actually watched some Dallas Vegas. I've literally watched only highlights of Tampa... Isles, because I was just like, nah, brah. Nah, brah, I'll just watch the finals. I will watch the finals. Um, I think the Dallas Stars are for real. Um, I don't know why, but I think it's just because I've doubted them at every round thus far. I was like, eh, Calgary, Dallas. Eh, Calgary could, you know, throw them for a loop. Ah, Dallas won. And then I was like, okay, uh, who is their second round team? Or Dallas Avalanche, and it's like, ah, I think that's the Avs taking that one. And then, the, granted, their goal, they had their third-string goalie in, and they had some key injuries, but then Dallas, Dallas beat them uh, fair and square. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, Vegas will beat Dallas. That's the one. And then uh, they beat them in five games. Was it five? Right? They five-gamed them. Um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I see. So now they've made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and I go... Okay, Dallas, I guess you're a good team now, which we can't really be surprised by. I still really believe they get toasted by the Tampa <laughs> Lightning, though. And I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong to think that. They're obviously a good team. No, that would make Last sense. Year, that would make sense. they could have been a good team, too. I mean, obviously, they were a puck. They were two inches of Jamie Ben Stick away from going to the Western Conference Finals. And if, as I said earlier, probably advancing past that. So I guess they're a good team. But I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, they, I, I do owe a debt of apology to the New York Islanders, though, because I said the Islanders would bore their way to the cup. And no, 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 no. It shall be the Stars who do it if it is done. Um, stars Tampa. I gotta say, 
I don't usually take this position. I genuinely feel bad for the league. <laughs> they have done this so well. They mm. haven't had a single COVID case in either one of the bubbles, as far as I know. This is their reward. And their reward <laughs> is... Can, can you conceive of a worse ratings matchup? I guess, like, Florida... And somebody. Florida, Florida, Ari- Dallas, Florida, Arizona. Florida, Arizona, yeah. Florida, Arizona, I think, is the literal worst one. Yeah, but but like, yes, this is that's like saying, you know, heroin's a little bit better than methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah. um, just, uh, yikes. I'm sorry for the league. Uh, <laughs> I, You know what? If Dallas wins, I'm, as a central, as a central team fan or whatever, a fan, let me refer, I'm a fan of a team that's in the central division. That is a rival of the Dallas Stars. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if they won. I'd be like, you know what? That's okay. I have a strong feeling either way. I feel like a lot of people have talked about the Pat Maroon uh, angle. and Like, well, he could win the cup and that's St. Louis, whatever. And I feel like people, some folks have forgotten about Ben Bishop. Yeah, because he's not playing. I know he's hurting. Is he hurt or is he just bad? I think both. Okay, (laughs) which is fine. That's fine to be hurt and bad. (laughs) But he could win a cup and that'd be cool too. Pat Maroon's already got one. If I'm rooting for one of them to get one, I'll say yeah. Ben Bishop. Why not? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I see either one. I guess when you get to the best two teams left, it's really that's how it always works. Either one could win, and it would make sense. But um, yeah, I think Dallas. Think Dallas and uh, Dallas and six. That'd be cool. Corey uh, Perry game winner. We all know, as we've all said, uh, storied star. Yeah. Storied star. Corey, Corey Perry, Perry, the guy that got ejected like. Two minutes Two into the Winter Classic. The winter classic. <laughs> Just him waddling. They had the Winter Classic this year. Oh, my Lord. Also. Years ago. Um, this year, years ago. I remember a clip of him walking off the ice to the uh, World Junior Championship penalty oh, the- box music, and it was my favorite thing. Da 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 That's been scarred into my brain. Hey, the NHL draft is happening on October sixth and seventh. The Blues, it appears, will have at least one first round pick, which they will use to select defenseman of the Sioux Greyhound Ryan O'Rourke, just to confuse us with Ryan O'Reilly. I don't like. I'm so excited. Like, man, I don't want Petrangelo to leave. But if he's going to do it, speed October 9th and 7th yeah. here. Get get me there. I want to see this crazy draft. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Do something, Dougie. <laughs> do something. Because it better be something. If Petrangelo's leaving, I go back to this. It better be something. You can't come back with $5 million in cap space and no Alex Petrangelo and say, here's our team, prepared to lose someone else next year. No, 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 Dougie. No, 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 no. So that's my two cents. Any other thoughts? No. I'm just, I'm excited for the draft. I'm excited for free agency because I want to see where he lands and if we sign anyone. Yeah, let's go. Come on down, Michael Granlund. Oh, boy. I quit now. I'm done. <laughs> this that's podcast over. is over. Uh, seriously, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, no. All right. Just calm down. Everyone calm down. It's going to be okay. We'll get another captain. It'll be <laughs> Oscar Sunquist. That's right. Oscar Sunquist, captain. The Sunquist your squad. Your alternates will be Mackenzie McEachern and Jacob Delarose. And when he is being benched, which will be most of the time, it will be Marcus Scandal. <laughs> There's your team, folks. Build it from the bottom. You asked for this. All right. We'll uh, be back next week, as far as I know. 
Look for maybe a Soccer Talk Lads podcast in the interim. And uh, have a wonderful weekend, folks. Enjoy it. You may not have a captain, but you have us, and we're so sorry. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, Doug.